locking her up. Lock her up. Damn. Put that bitch in a room. Bitch on arrival, you know? Mm -hmm. <coughs> Ew. <coughs> I choked on my spit. <coughs> they got me, gal. <laughs> We're good. Thomas, can you get the spick and span? <laughs> I just want to make sure that you're... There's no bacteria on your face to create blemishes. You don't really get blemishes. Yeah, sometimes. I had one earlier this week that was like right here. Yeah, I have one right there right now. Mm. Good time. Wow. <laughs> Thomas always gets them on the end of his nose. I I have like blackheads, and I was trying to like. Take I know. Care I can, of that. Oh my god. I, <laughs> I'm trying to take care of that, but then the the even whenever I actually get them clean. My pores are just like massive, so then you still just see like the pore. I was like, oh, well, you should get like a, a pin and just go at it. Yeah. Oh, I have one of those. I actually have like a little kit. Yeah, you, with the like hole the, in the, the middle. Little, like, well, the, there's the hole in the middle thing, and then I also have one like the suction thing. <laughs> oh, he's you know, just saying that he's almost done eating. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, hurry, <laughs> before they keep talking. <laughs> uh, no, but I have like one with like a little point. Like, <laughs> He's already nauseous. Go take the gravel. <laughs> He's got one. He'll, he, he, that, that'll fix his dizziness, you know? I uh, one time was not feeling well, and I was wanted an anti-nausea. Yeah, never, never again. Just the one time. Okay. Uh, Anti-nausea and was it from a hangover or just because you were feeling? Ill? I think I was just ill. I don't know if I believe that, but it was. It, it was. Take my uh, word for it. Uh, and <laughs> there, when I was little, my mom would always call the anti-nausea medicine gravel because it's the name brand in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I sent Thomas to the store and asked for gravel, which in the states is called Dramamine. Oh, that, well, that's like for motion sickness. Is that for nausea? Can yeah. you use it for nausea? Mm-hmm. I never used Dramamine for that. Since he was seven. Yeah. So. And he took me for fucking gravel. <laughs> oh, I'll get you whatever you need. 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well. I love you. I love you too, but you're not going to come for me anymore, okay? <laughs> I guess you can He's take been coming for me. Canadian he came out of Canada, for me twice but... today. I don't need to know that. <laughs> Twice today. What What did I tell you about flip-flops and, and, and kitten heels and your sex life today? <laughs> that you are overstepping your boundaries <laughs> is what you told me. <laughs> I told you that. <laughs> no, you. I told you that. That's not true. <laughs> Listen. That is not a true. A pump is a type of heel. Yeah. So is a flip-flop. <laughs> and I can't. I'm not. I'm not expressing. I'm not uh, receiving this conversation anymore. Because <laughs> we're talking about pumps and flip flopping. Unacceptable. Yeah, obviously. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I am uncomfortable. Oh, is he? You know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I saw this thing on uh, uh, on either Twitter or Facebook. Either it doesn't matter. Um, that was like a grinder conversation, and this guy like. The conversation was like, oh, the yellow one, which I, I guess that was him. It was like, oh, what do you do like for work or whatever? And the guy responded, or, uh, oh, I'm a, a pastor or something like that. And then the guy responded, 
do they all know that you're, you know, and then sent that SpongeBob meme with like his, his limp wrist. And I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> and the pastor was like, <laughs> well, he didn't respond. Well, they didn't show his response. And his response is probably like, ah, yeah, the response should have been, you've been blocked or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that just, might... They wouldn't have been able to take the screenshot. No. Would have so, just oh, well, mm, that's gone. Um, that conversation's over. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, youth culture. The, the funny youth. thing about youth culture is that I don't understand it. You know? <laughs> What's up, my fellow kids? <laughs> That's me with like my snapback, like flip. Did I get white claw on my glasses? <laughs> oh my god! Now I can't read the Sunday paper. <laughs> oh no, man. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, what was I saying? You're a child. A child, where? <laughs> a child. No. No, no, no. And then the siren goes off. <laughs> Everybody go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, God, that whole scene. I don't even know what that's from. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, eh. <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah, it's funny for me. Uh, the I'm only thing this. I ever knew it from was Vine. It was like, there's only one thing worse than a rapist. Boom. A, a child. child. No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you remember Vines? Mm. <laughs> Classic. Oh, my God. Speaking of Vines, um, the, did you read any of the news about TikTok and how the Chinese government basically said that uh, they couldn't sell to an American company? So, basically, TikTok is going to be disbanded on November 1st. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Mm -hmm. Huh. I better watch all my TikToks. Got to get them all out there now. Yeah, unless something like really gets resolved. But like I read the news this week. I think it just like came out on Monday that the Chinese government like they made a law like a more overarching thing that was like you know different companies can't have like an American based and like a Chinese based company or blah 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 something like that. And it was I don't know that it was specifically at TikTok, but I wouldn't doubt that it would be specifically at TikTok. That's rich coming from China being like. You can't steal our intellectual property. That's what I... Well, also, I was telling Savannah this uh, last night. I was like, do you not find it hilarious that, like, not even two years ago that Google was like, we're not going to do business with China anymore because China wants us to censor all their citizens. But then when Donald Trump wants to do it, it's perfectly fine. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't get it. China's just like, our intellectual property is worth something and we're going to get ours, honey. Yeah. It's just so just bring back Vine then. It's just a bunch of people that are dancing. I don't understand. Not I well. Don't understand TikTok. Except that one girl who cried. I love that. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with me? Will you wanna know? <laughs> love that. that. Was a classic TikTok. Chef's, Chef's kiss. Are we recording it? Uh we've been. We've, we've been, been new. new. I don't even know when we, when you started. I just figured, oh, yeah, sure. Are we um, pause it or keep, do I no, have to keep talking? No, just tell the big golden story. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me pull that up because I haven't done that yet. Oh, I God. I not done that. I restarted my computer, so I didn't have it, like, ready to go. Documents. <laughs> Are you the one that's like, Spoopy it's been podcast. four months. Probably should restart my computer now. <laughs> yes, that is very me. <laughs> no, your computer's like, it's been four months. <laughs> Please. Please. I'm choking. <laughs> I have a cache full of... Everything that you've been looking at for the last four months, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm gonna barf. Uh, yeah, and now it's been running very smoothly because I finally restarted it, and it was like update. The updates took. I thought I thought that it was only gonna take like maybe ten minutes. The updates took like two four hours. hours. Yeah, probably longer. I don't know. I fell asleep by that point. It was hilarious. Hello. Um, well, anyways, hey Spencer. Hey, let me ask you a question. Okay. Does 2020 have you feeling? 
Spoopy. Always. Are our listeners feeling anxious lately, especially when we start to witch cackle? Yeah. <laughs> well, did you know that your dog can quickly pick up on those feelings? Don't worry. Our sponsor, Baked Bones, is here to help. Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, and their products are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey, you can even use code SPOOPY15 to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at BakeBones or their website at BakeBones.com to find some information and reviews on how they've been helping out other dogs too. Baked Bones. Well, yum, yum, <laughs> absolutely. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, do you have our other sponsor up? Um, I do, I do, I do. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Aussie Pet Mobile. Woof. Do you want a clean pet without all the hassle? Packing Fido up in the car and driving them all over town is a chore that many of us pet owners rarely enjoy doing. What if instead you could have the groomer come straight to you? With Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks, you can! Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious, custom-designed mobile units with all the luxuries of the salon. AC, heat, electricity, and water. No hookups needed. And they never use kennel dryers or harsh chemicals during the grooming process. Their vans ensure that your groomer has the ability to take care of all of your pet's needs, including hair care to paw care and everything in between. They even offer special services such as de-shedding treatments, whitening treatments, hair styling, Dead Sea mud baths, dark color enhancing treatments, and facials. Their groomers are trained and certified and will pamper your pets with a 100% personal, cage-free, one-on-one experience, all in the comfort of your own driveway. Or if you're an apartment dweller like uh, we are, mm-hmm. uh, me, not a house. Uh, <laughs> they'll do it in the, in the drive outside of your apartment. A little alleyway. Uh, with a, you know what else Aussie Pet Mobile groomers are trained on? Good social distancing practices. Make your appointment and be sure to ask about our contact-free pet grooming service. Aussie, Aussie Pet, pet Mobile. Love, but also yum. <laughs> we love quoting uh, Tony from "Let's talk about gay Let's stuff. talk about gay stuff. <laughs> Because that's a classic. I also love that every single photo that I've posted, whether or not it's me or Bailey, he comments with woof with a winky face. And I'm like, I don't think he knows how to say anything. I don't think he knows any other words. <laughs> any post that comes up, his computer is just like auto-programmed to put woof on it. <laughs> it's like a, 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 a bot. Just woof. woof. <laughs> it's like woof. a woof bot. It's, we woof. should create woof bot. Woof bot. Oh, my God. <laughs> woof bot 3000. Woof. Winky face. Do you bot. want to comment on your friend's posts but don't have the time? <laughs> Look up Woof9000. Just, just tag WoofBot9000 and we'll we'll comment for you. Oh, Woof. Do you want us to flirt with people in the middle of the night? We can do that for you. <laughs> we have thousands of operators standing by. <laughs> Hi. Oh, no. uh, it's 12.30 and I just don't know what to say to this guy. Don't worry, boo. We got you. There's one that Woof. I follow on uh, Twitter that's called Infinite Screen. And all it does is just all caps like, ah! And like sometimes it's shorter or longer. And if you tag them in a post, then it'll respond and like right away, and it'll just be screaming. Ah! <laughs> We're living in the future. Honestly, it makes me feel great. And then sometimes it'll like go real political really fast because I guess the person who actually monitors that thing <clears throat> will actually get on and be like, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> this is out of character, but here, listen. It's hilarious because like they'll post things, and like, of course, the trolls that follow him will respond back and the bot will take back over and it'll just be like a screaming thing. And then there was one time that the two, two different that I was watched that I watched it, two different bots 
started interacting Flashing. with each other. So it was just like post after post. It ended up being like 9,000 tweets long. And I was like, wow, you guys are, you're really doing it. <laughs> what, like at what point does the, the bot fa- say, well, that's enough. I don't know. I have no idea. Because I feel like you are, a computer physically can't do that. No, I don't know. It's just like, no, <laughs> let we, me tell you we, something, but We got to a point that there's no more tweets available for this tweet. <laughs> Twitter was like, oh, well, that's, we're done. <laughs> we're done here. We're going to go ahead and cancel this account. Okay, okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. <laughs> Classic. Uh, cheers. <gasps> cheers, bitch. What are we cheersing? Oh, Canada's Drag Race season finale tonight. Happy finale. Yes. This is the first Canadian finale. Yes, we're going to have our first Canada's drag superstar. First Canada's first drag superstar. There you go. That's all the words that I wanted to say at one time. Uh, I didn't. Classic. I can't wait for Rita Beggar. You know. No. Okay. Say my name. What's my name? Priyanka! That it one. Is. That one. She follows me on Twitter now. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to keep uh, uh, beating that horse, you know? Mm-hmm. What? what? Priyanka. Yeah. She only follows like 400 people, and I'm one of them. <laughs> I feel like, I could probably get something out of this. <laughs> That's my Priyanka impression. Yeah, I could probably get something out of this. Okay, you ready? Yeah, do it. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, do it. Five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> uh, five, six, seven, eight. Is this tequila? Yeah. Oh. oh. I didn't want you to smell it. I wanted you to be surprised. <laughs> Well, the tequila goes down easier than the vodka. One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. I watched this TikTok today of these people that were like, I guess it was the second second TikTok that they had posted, but they were like, "Wow, our first uh, <clears throat> our first TikTok of us drinking water got so much." Uh, attention attention on, on, on TikTok. So I guess we're going to do it again. <laughs> and so they have a shot glass of liquor. Water. And they're like, well, let, time to have some of my favorite clear drink, water. <laughs> Three that's of them me. doing it. That, that's us whenever you're like, no, we don't take shots on this podcast. And I'm like, no, Ooh. we don't take shots on this podcast. I love our sober podcast. Also, I just love whenever people tell me that, because I've told you this before, that people have commented to me and they're like, you know what your podcast reminds me of? Drunk History. Where's the lie, though? Because (laughs) Because we're talking about history. We're drunk while doing it. And here we are, you know? (laughs) Welcome to our Spoopy Podcast. Hey, that guy had a good idea. Yeah. That was a really good idea. Get a bunch of celebrities on there, get them wasted, and then let them tell me historical things. Hilarious. Hilarious. But uh, what's most surprising to me is that <laughs> those celebrities know a historical event. Like, they can tell it without reading. Well, so I think what they do is, like, they tell them, like, hey, read this or research this and then come in without any notes. And But also you're drunk. So <laughs> now you, you've had five glasses of wine and now you have to – because, like, if I had to tell you my story right now, I get what it's already kind of a messy, a messy story. But if I was to get drunk, like – and then start reading it to you, or not reading it to you, but to tell you all about what I just researched, I would miss things everywhere and to be like, well, then then also this, you know? And then she ended up in jail. Yeah. I don't know how, but I then... Uh, I don't remember. And then, but then she died, and, and somebody killed her, somebody too. Somebody so. died? Nobody died at Stonewall. What? Nobody <laughs> was killed. I just love that iconic image of Derek Barry, just the long-ass neck, like... <laughs> and then her face, like... <laughs> just completely horrified. It's like, girl... 
Look how fucking orange you look. <laughs> uh, for real. For real. Uh, where's my story? What'd you, what'd you do this week? It's a secret. Is it my turn? Yeah. Did you go first? first? Did I go first last week? I don't what did I think do? so. Who did I do? I did Kendrick Johnson. I went last, so I'll go first. Well, I'm going to tell you. Today, I wanted to take a moment to talk about an absolutely scandal that's going on, a crazy scandal going on right now. Um, it includes cults, insane children, murder. Scientology. Gospel. Scientology. Uh, movie stars. Scientology. And so much more. Scientology. And it's something so recent that things are still unfolding. Scientology. <laughs> it's not Scientology. It's, it has to be but Scientology. But that would be a good one to do. Um, no, I'm actually going to be talking about uh, Flordelis dos Santos de Sousa. Have you ever heard of her? Uh, what's the last part? Well, her, she just goes by Flordelis. 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 She's Port, French. Word. She's she's Brazilian. So Flordelis. I'm trying to pronounce it with like a. And is the last name spelled S O U Z A? Souza. 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 S O U. S O U Z A. Souza. It doesn't matter. I'm going to call her Florida Lees. Listen, you fucking cunt. Florida Lee. It's better than Flordellis. <laughs> Flordellis. Well, let's talk about Flordellis. She was born in Louisiana. Flordellis dos Santos de Souza. De Souza. <laughs> she was born on February 5th of 1961 in Rio de Janeiro. Sexy. Uh, she lost her father at the age of 14 in a car crash, and that's it from her youth. <laughs> That's what my story is going to be like later. <laughs> so, Flor de Lis later became an Flor de Lis. later became an independent gospel singer and had three biological children. I say biological because that is important uh, because she then adopted five additional children. Uh, these three biological what? October. Yeah. Uh, these three biological children and five adopted children were allegedly then referred to from that point on as her A kids. Okay. Because as she became more involved in social causes, because she was a social, uh, she was out there for all the social causes in Brazil. Uh, At this point, all I'm picturing is she wears, she's like a, uh, like lots of carnival. I'm getting carnival vibes from this. Uh, she's a gospel woman and a woman, godly woman. Still carnival. Okay. Well, uh, Flor, Flor de Lee uh, became more involved in social causes as her celebrity grew and then adopted 50 additional children. Actual children? Five zero actual human children. But like, because some people are like, I adopted children. And it's like a 37-year-old. No, they lived with her. Oh. And they were all like young. Hmm. Um, she adopted 50 Where'd she get all this property for our... Uh, I have no idea. 58 children. Well, she's a... I don't, I don't know what her job was or if what her first husband or first man was doing because she did have three biological children. So somewhere she had to get semen. I feel um, like there's uh, there's two routes this could go. Cult okay. or sex trafficking. Okay. Good answers. Um, so she adopted 50 additional children between the early 90s and the early 2000s. These other 50 children referred, were referred to as her B-kids. Um, she adopted these children so rapidly that in the 90s, there were even rumors at the time flying around that she had actually abducted or kidnapped these children uh, from poor families around Brazil. Uh, very likely. Exactly. That's what I was like. Yeah, I'm, I'm 
<laughs> Does she hang out at the airport? <laughs> Probably. Just taking someone's children. Uh, but these rumors stayed pretty hush-hush because of the whole, she's a godly woman. She's out there, the power no. of Christ, you know, all that other <gasps> shit. There are some similarities in our stories. Oh, is there? Mm. Interesting. Well, there's a whole godly woman facade that she had going on. So basically, the rumors only fueled her rise to fame because everyone's like, oh, you just hate her because she's a good human and she's saving all these people. So then she grew bigger, bigger, and bigger. Waiting for Group C. Well, I don't think there is a Group C. Uh, but she got so much fame that a movie was made about her uh, and her family and adopting all of these children in 2009. And you'd think that the government would be like, hey, lady. Um, you have too many kids. You got too many. <laughs> yeah, bring it down a notch. This is, you got a full, like, two elementary school classes well, from, here. I don't understand much about the political landscape of Brazil, so I cannot really speak to this. But I'm sure if you were like, here's a hundred bucks, they'd be like, cool. Well, first of all, that, or the other thing was like, they had a lot of, of other problems to focus on besides this woman adopting 58 children. Or, I'm sorry, 55 children, because she did have three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But like I I was saying about this movie, this was not some like B-list movie. This movie had some of the biggest names of actors in Brazil, in like Brazilian cinema, Brazilian movies, Brazilian acting, Brazilian television at the time. Leonardo DiCaprio. Like I'm imagining like the biggest names that you can think of from actors in America that were to make a movie. Brenda Song? Oh my God, not this whole thing about Brenda again. You said the biggest actors of the time. Yeah, she's like a D-list actress. I'm talking about Hold like all the your whore like mouth imagine, and get the fuck out of this. Goddamn imagine apartment. if all like the Marvel people like got together because they're popular right now. Just, uh, yeah, not as popular as Brenda Song. I think that's a lie. I think that you're a fucking idiot and you need to <laughs> shut up. So, imagine if like Brenda the, Song, the biggest names that. Can you just say, imagine actual, if Brenda Song. Imagine people like Leonardo DiCaprio. Can you say, DiCaprio no, 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 no. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not going to let you continue this story unless you just say, imagine if Brenda Song. Imagine if people that were not like Brenda imagine Song. Imagine if Brenda Song. <laughs> I told you you were going to yell at the microphone. Because you're being an idiot. <laughs> I told you that you needed to turn it down. Um, LOL. Um, so, yeah, so... These had, like, the biggest names in Brazilian acting. Uh, so the movie was apparently a huge hit. And all, all the money made from the movie went directly to Flor Delis and her family to help her take care of her 58 children. Yeah, because what are they fucking eating? Ramen noodles and Spam? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, this, is how, uh, this is how much people were believing her godly woman acting uh, and life-saving mission and blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, because people were like, oh my God, this whole story. And so then actors and actresses were like, wow, this is fantastic. I'm joining in on this. And they gave her all of the money from the movie. Like, girl, what? <laughs> um, the movie then helped her, gosp- her gospel singing Brazilian career. Brazilian Scientology. Yeah, basically. Her gospel singing career, and she signed with a major record label in 2010 to produce gospel records. So now she's a famous singer. Did you listen to any of the music? No. Oh, I want to now. <laughs> <clears throat> so now it's time that things get a little weird, even though... Well, they were already weird. They were, it was already weird, but things are going to get a little bit more weird. One of Florida Lee's children, biological children, named Simone, um, started dating her adopted brother, Anderson DeCarmo, uh, when they were teenagers. I mean, normally I'd say gross, but technically they're not even remotely related. They're not related, but I still find it gross. <laughs> I mean, like, it's essentially you've gone to boarding school. Well, it'll get weirder. Um, so, but as an adult, at the age of 21, Anderson broke up with his sister, 
so that he could marry his mother, Fleur-de-Lis. Oh, well, that's gross. Uh, who is his adoptive mother. This was in 1998 before she became uber famous. So I think that this was kind of like under the rug before things happened, and no one actually knew that Anderson was her son. So she's a grooming pedophile. Yeah. So And also in 1998, she's almost, what, she's 38 and he's 21? That's not weird. Um, but still, like, that was your mom. That I find that odd. Um, There were even rumors that all three of them uh, had a strange relationship and had been caught at uh, caught all leaving swing houses together. Yeah, she's a pedophile. She's sleeping with her sister and her 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 daughter and her son. I'm sorry, her daughter, not her sister. Her daughter and her 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 biological daughter and her adoptive son. Wait, I told you that Simone was her Simone 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 was her biological daughter. Yeah, so Simone, her the ex of Anderson, w- they're all three sleeping together. That's like the worst kind of pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> as if there's a worse kind of pedophile. But I mean, but they're also not children. They're technically not ch- children at the, this time, but they are her children, regardless. <laughs> Class one pedophile. Yeah. Uh, so Anderson, Florida Lisa's now husband slash son. Uh, really stepped to being the head of the household and began controlling the the family's finances. That'll come back later. Uh, he also became a re- became and renowned. And he's how old? Twenty one. Yeah, sure. Let a twenty one year old deal with all the money. Yeah. Well, um, this also doesn't really have a time frame on when he became control of the money. But I mean, they got in married. In his twenties. They got married in nineteen ninety eight, and uh, I assume. Well, I was thinking like, okay, well, she didn't really have a lot of. Well, I don't know how much money she had until the movie well, came out. Apparently, a lot until two thousand nine. So then he'd be in his two thousand and nine. Two thousand nine was when the movie came out. Oh my god. Yeah. So he, they got married in two thousand, or I'm sorry, nineteen ninety eight, two thousand nine. So eleven years later, so he would be what 33 ish when he. Because uh, I assume that was when the money really started coming in. Was the movie. And so that was when he started to take control of that. Um, so at that point, he's 30-something. Um, he also became a rena- uh, became renowned as a su- successful evangelical pastor. Uh, so basically, he and Florida Lee were a power couple in the evangelical circles. I guess everyone just overlooked the fact that he was technically her son. I know we just talked about that, but like, yeah. I guess like no one really asked. Uh, but now here's where things get kind of dark. Um, Even though where have we been? Yeah, apparently we were not. We've been in the gray we were, space. We were now? in the weird space. Um, so you remember when I was talking about the A kids and the B kids? Mm-hmm. Well, supposedly the A kids, like I said, her three biological children and her first five adopted children, uh, lived the high life, uh, while the B kids lived in squalor. Uh, they were forced to eat old pasta with dry bread and sausages every day. Uh, there was also apparently an initi- initiation pro- initiation initiation. I know I'm saying it funny on purpose. Initiation. Why why are you saying it? Because yeah. it's um, an initiation okay. process. Hazing. You're always taking away my son. Um, that she owned a fraternity. Yeah, basically, that one of her adopted sons told the media. Uh, the process was the process. The process to join her family was that he had to sit in the in a locked room for days on end. He wasn't even certain how many days. Uh, dressed in all white, eating only white rice and vegetables. Um, they had to write their psalms in their own blood, uh, and they were psalms. P S A L M. Yes, like Bible things. Oh. Um, right? Is, is that what a psalm is? I don't know. I don't do the Christian thing. Psalms is a chapter in the Bible. Oh, there you go. Well, they had to write their psalms in blood. 
um, in their own blood. And they were only considered purified of the mundane world after sleeping with Fleur de Lis. Oh. So she's like a mega pedophile. Oh, yeah. Basically. Um, also, side note, in 2018, she won an election in Brazil uh, to hold public office in the Chamber of Deputies, which is basically like the House of Representatives in the, in the United States. Um, so she's a congressperson. Congress yeah. Um, so that was all the setup to the real scandal here. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so we haven't even gotten to on, the juicy girl. part, bitch. Uh, so then in 2019, her son slash husband, Anderson, apparently wanted a divorce from her. Uh, this oh, could be upsetting. Justified. Just, what? Justified. Justified, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This could be upsetting to Flor Delis and her family in multiple ways. Um, Anderson could be entitled to half of the fortune that the family had surmounted by this point, leaving the other half to 58 people, so 57 children in Flor Delis. So it's like, okay, we've got, you're going to take half of all this money and leave the rest of. 58 fucking people. Um, so then the second reason that she could be upset by this is that Anderson had also been a famous evangelical minister for 20 years or so. So a divorce could be seen as completely ungodly. And it could... Uh, yeah. Yeah. First thing on the list there. That, that's the divorce, one. Divorce, yeah. And it could be further scandal since she was just elected as a congresswoman. Um, she wanted to find another solution. <laughs> I feel like he would be like, yeah, yeah, um... Now's the best time. Let's yeah. ruin her life let's, right now. Let's do it. Uh, she wanted to find another solution that didn't scandalize God, quote unquote, the way that divorce would. Because divorce is the one that really gets it, you know? Hey, at least she's not trying to kill God like Joe Biden. Uh, what? <laughs> you didn't hear him say that? No. The Democrats are trying to kill kill God. Oh, boy. <laughs> Trump's yeah. Not, yeah, not Biden. No. He, well, he was inferring that Biden is trying to kill God. Oh, yeah, because God exists, so you can just kill him. Well... He's not tangible. I'll tell you that. Wow. <laughs> We're not alienating the people here, are we? Oh, sorry. Okay. Some people see him, but not tangible ways. <laughs> so, is that how that works? I don't know. You know where he lives? Works. Where? Heart. Ew. That sounds like he clogged my arteries. It's a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Florida Lise and Simone, um, the biological daughter of. Florida Lee's and Anderson's girlfriend, just a reminder, attempted to poison Anderson at a family gathering and ended up poisoning several of her children slash siblings, um, but luckily nobody died. Um, <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, so they tried to poison his drink, and they ended up poisoning, like, a bunch of the children. Because I feel like she would be, like, the woman that's, like, laying on a bed with all of her food and being, like, with chihuahuas. Peasant, like, serve me. Ooh, look. <laughs> Ooh, Come take some. Some bread. <laughs> yeah. Um, so even though the poisoning didn't work, Anderson was robbed on uh, July 16th of 2019. <gasps> like Trixie Mattel in season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race? No. Or like Katya in season two of All-Stars RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes, that one. Um, and he was murdered at his home. So this murder... Well, now I feel bad about that joke. Yeah, you better. <laughs> uh, so his murder, of course, sparked... A giant media frenzy as a popular evangelical minister and or pastor. I don't know the difference. Um, and the spouse of a sitting congressperson. Uh, cue worries of assassination and political persecution, et cetera, et cetera. You know, everyone in the in the 
chamber of deputies, as they call it, were like, oh, oh my God, they're out to get us. They were actually trying to kill her, and they actually accidentally killed her husband and said, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Florida Lise gave an interview during her son's slash husband's funeral, weeping and demanding justice. Uh, well, the case of his death had pretty much gone cold, because this happened in 2019, gone cold for the past year because, you know, the whole pandemic thing and also crazy Brazilian politics until last week, literally August 26th of last week. So 2020, um, mm. police were able to access the phones of the immediate family and found three major points. They found that number one, Simone had tried to poison Anderson, as I mentioned, and that was confirmed. Um, number two, all of the A kids, so eight children or seven children, because Technically, Anderson was an A child, a, a child um, were working together to kill him. And number three, Anderson was not killed by a robber. It was a hitman hired by Floridalise herself. <laughs> so, surprise! Uh, so five of her children and one of her grandchildren have been arrested. Uh, however, Floridalise has not been arrested or charged because of parliamentary immunity. Uh, so this oh. brings, us, brings us entirely up to date to Tuesday, so two days ago, when another Congress member filed to have her removed from office, thus removing her immunity so that she could be arrested and charged. Is she <laughs> removed? We don't know yet. Wow. <laughs> it's still like, like, I assume that it's like a Congress thing. They have to like debate it and all that shit. Uh, but Wow. Yeah. That's where we're at right now. So basically an overview. This woman created a cult by brainwashing. A pedophile cult. A pe pedophile cult. To by, serve her own means. By brainwashing and indoctrinating through sex, so pedophile, uh, her newly adopted children to see if they would fit into the family. Uh, Lord knows what went down behind the scenes for 30 years. 30 years. Because she ado started adopting children in the early 90s, remember? So 30 years that these children. So what did she do to these kids? well into their adulthood i mean most of them are in their at least in their 40s now 30s or 40s i don't because i don't know how old she adopted them as but i mean they'd be in their 30s to 40s so um she created a cult out of her own 58 children or 57 um and then oh, 58 he was involved in yeah. a cult and then when one actually got away she had him killed so that she could keep living the sweet life uh, but her cult was also planning with with or without her with with or without her we don't know yet to also kill him. Uh, but remember, she's just this amazing godly woman and shit. Mm. Lol. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'll update us with it when I find more about the story. But uh, I thought it was a very interesting find, and I'm also waiting for. Uh, so I messaged someone. We actually like I don't know if you ever met him, but there was a, a front runner that was from Brazil and he actually moved back to Brazil. So I like messaged him today about it. I was like, hey, what do you know about this? And he's like, oh, I'll have to like keep my my ear to the 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 ground. Was that the saying? Ear to the ground? Ear to the grindstone? That's not how it works. That's not a thing. Nose to the grindstone, yeah. But ear to I think it's ear to the ground. Um, Phone. Hello. <laughs> Um, to, to find out more about this because I was like, oh, because yeah, he, he said that he remembered like the scandal happening like last year but hadn't heard anything about like this year and I was like telling him like the, what I had researched so far and he was like, oh, wow. I'll have to like <laughs> keep up with this and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. And I was like, okay, but could you let me know like, like, like today? Now. Can you turn on the TV? <laughs> yeah, because I'd like to like know before this podcast. Anybody else So knows. he hasn't messaged me yet so I will update us as things go on. Uh, but yeah, isn't that cra a crazy ass story? That's wild. That's wild. Um, I would like to take a pause and listen to some of her music. You're going to do that? Yeah. Oh, boy. 
Wow, that was amazing. I really enjoyed that. And that was not that great. Um, she has a great wig. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. It's a bad Dixie wig. has better wigs than that. And that's that's true. That's that's on period sis. Yeah, and my wigs are not natural. <laughs> they are natural colors. They're like blue and purple, mm-hmm. and they still look like still look better that they came out of my head than hers did. I am proud of her though for knowing that she if she's gonna have a hard front wig like that to know to wear bangs. Yeah, to cover um, that up. Which you have to explain to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that she knows that, I'm just... I'm proud of you. I'm proud of her. Round of applause for the Round murder. of applause for the bangs. No, the, the bangs the only. Bangs, the bangs only. Bangs Not only. Not the murder. We don't applause that. Um, I'm also going to talk about some... <clears throat> Cults. Murder. murder. Um, I, I wish that we, I could have delved more into the cult thing because you know that the two things that really scare me lately, as I told you, I guess it's still not lately, but I mean, this started... Everything and cults. Yes. No, cults and cannibals. Those are the two that like really get me going, you know? <laughs> Whoa, they were <laughs> riding my gears. <laughs> really making me feel things, you know? Um, mine's just a, an old-fashioned murder. Well, well. Um, imagine being boring. Mine is <laughs> local, though. Oh. Very local. Here in the box? Houston, no. Texas. You mur- did that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. In the Houston, Texas area. Oh. Yeah. Was it recent or old? Oh, it's old. Oh, old. Neither of us were born. But oh. was Thomas born? Something ha- yes. <laughs> something happened while we were born. Oh. Um, so I'm going to talk about Carla Faye Tucker. I don't know her. Um, Carla Faye Tucker was born in Houston, Texas, on November fifteenth, nineteen fifty nine. Wow. She was. Uh, that's a good year. That's a good year. Yeah. My parents were born the next year. Well, my parents weren't born for two years. Um, She was the youngest of three sisters. Her father was a longshoreman, and her mother cared for her and her sisters. What the fuck is a longshoreman? They offload the ships down at the docks. Oh, okay. Um, Her parents' marriage was... At the time, Houston was not really like a port city yet. We didn't have like the port down over here right off of 610 that we do now. They had it in town, didn't they? No, because that was all dug out like in the 80s, I think. I don't know. I might be lying. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, her parents' marriage was troubled, and it began to deteriorate. Uh, in her early childhood, as a sign of her neglect, Carla and her sisters began smoking cigarettes at age eight. Oh, wow. That's like a good age. Yeah. Getting started. Actually, let me tell you about small town shirts for a second. Um there, I loved hearing the story. Whenever we started learning about like drug education and stuff like that back in was seventh seventh grade or eighth grade or something like that, they're like, "Don't smoke cigarettes; they're bad for you." And people like several children were like, "Oh yeah, those one time that I smoked a cigarette, and my parent my parents caught me with a pack of cigarettes or something like that and made me smoke the entire pack." Like, so you don't <laughs> what kind of parenting is this? <laughs> what you don't think they were lying? No, these are the kids telling the story, not the the teachers. Wow. <laughs> So I'm in imagine- Darren, what, like fifth grade? I said I said seventh or eighth grade. That oh. was when we really started learning about that. But oh, like, Dare was like important for us in the fifth grade. Well, I think we heard about it, but like that was oh. like the penultimate year for Dare for me. What fifth grade? Fifth grade. Oh lord, I don't I don't remember much of Dare. I remember Mad though, like Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Oh, we didn't have any of that. We we learned about that in fourth <laughs> grade, and I'm like, do you think I'm just chugging a beer and going for a drive? Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Uh, what is Have you this? seen that kid who's like who smokes cigarettes and he stole his grandmother's car? 
He's like 10 years old and he's like, I just wanted to do hood rat stuff with my friends. Oh, I've heard smoke that, the yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> smoke hood rat friends hood rat things with my hood rat friends. <laughs> he just like drove into like a Taco Bell. Like Ooh. into the Taco Bell. That sounds like me. When I'm sober. Hey. I need my Taco Bell. <laughs> Crunch wrap supreme. I am not having a Baja blast right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. You're welcome. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. I'm not having a Baja blast right now. Um, at age 10, her parents divorced. Um, after I'll write it down. Good. Yes. After the divorce, her mom and her uh, her mom told Carla that she was the result of an extramarital affair. Ooh. Ten years old. Hey, that's not your dad. <laughs> he, what? Uh, he, I had I had sex with someone else, and that's not your dad. So you're not actually <laughs> part of the family. But um, <laughs> uh, by age twelve, Carla had begun to take drugs and was having sex. Oh lord. Uh, at age 14, she dropped out of high school and began to follow her mother, who had devoted her life to being a groupie and engaging in sex work. Oh, boy. Uh, they traveled what, around. What band were they following? They traveled group? around following oh. the Allman Brothers Band, the Marshall Tucker Band, and the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles. Uh, late 70s. Yeah. Um, at age... I'm pretty certain my mom would have been a groupie if she could have, if she could have been. <laughs> if she, I don't know. My mom would not. She would have gone for Bon Jovi. She would have just followed him around anywhere. She's really though. She's very into Bon Jovi. I can't imagine why. <laughs> Being into Bon Jovi, one, well, he's not that attractive, and two, I don't think so. Don't let her hear this. <laughs> if let's just hypothetically, I'm not gonna follow the Jonas Brothers around fucking the U.S. Oh, you like the Jonas Brothers? I like Nick. Oh, Nick Jonas is good. Actually, most of the Jonas Brothers are hot. Uh, except Kevin and Frankie. <laughs> Who's Frankie? The one that's not famous. <laughs> <laughs> so did he just not get an invite to be a part of the band? He was he's like he's like seventeen right now or something. Oh. How are the how old are they? They're in their mid twenties, right? Uh Nick Jonas. Hey Google, how old is Nick Jonas? Hey Google. How old is Frankie Jonas? He's 19. Okay. So I guess he was too young to join the band. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> you can't join us. <laughs> you missed out, like, <laughs> bro. Now he's like, well, fuck. You guys are all famous and making money, and I'm just <laughs> But chilling. he was famous because of their dad. So you would think the dad would be like, hey, Disney Channel, I got a brand new star for you. I didn't even know they were famous because of their dad. Well, her, their dad taught them how to make music. So? We don't need to know all of the uh, the, the our, research that I've done about the Jonas, Jonas Brothers. Brothers podcast. The research you've done about the Jonas Brothers. Okay, I'm obsessed. It's okay. Anyways, yes. So, yeah, he does. Back to Nick. Jonas. Joe is not, our age. Not Joe. Joe. Not Nick. Not Nick. Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas is our. Age. Joe Jonas is hot too. He was in the yeah, that but band he's not DMCE, as hot as Nick. Right? Yeah, not as no. I think. I think that Nick is the hottest. Yeah, Nick is definitely the hottest. Yeah, for sure. Thomas disagrees, but he's wrong. Wait, what boy band would I follow around? In sync. Blackpink. <laughs> <laughs> BTS. Uh, um, I'd definitely follow around Kesha. 
Because <laughs> you know that th- she just has a bunch of gays that she just like, not, not even gays, she just like brings all like the pansexuals from everywhere. So I just be a part of like a big old orgy love fest all the time. Like, <laughs> I'm not yeah. interested in having se- sex with Kesha at all. I just come for the fans. <laughs> I actually just, I follow Kesha because I like her fans and want to have sex with her fans. The end. <laughs> That's not a groupie. Yeah. That's a cult. That is a cult. Ke- if anyone could be a, a cult leader, I think a good cult leader, I think it'd be Kesha. Because she, she did that weird, like, uh, uh, televangelist kind of oh, look yeah, in that one she, video. She did do that for uh, Raising Hell. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. She did, like, a 60s televangelist. If you never watched that video, that's a good one to watch. She kills her husband. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. She rose, She raised some hell. Roast. Raised she some hell. She roast some hell. Rose some hell. Hi, uh, Home Depot, I'd like to buy some roast bushes, please. <laughs> I'd like to put it in order for white roast bushes. I'd like one white rose bushes. Did you say roast? Yes. Roast. Roast? Do you want no. an Italian dressing with that roast? <laughs> I'm going to throw this computer out the window. Do it. It'll be funny. <laughs> Don't break the window. Don't break the window. Open the window and then throw it the out. <laughs> um, yeah. So they were following around the bands. Yeah. So uh, back from Kesha and Joe Jonas and Nick Jonas and Jonas Brothers. Here we are. <laughs> Um, at age 16, she briefly married a man named Stephen Griffith, uh, but he was she was not tied down for long. Uh, she left Wait, at him. at the age of 16? Yes. Oh, wow. um, in her early 20s, she began running around with the bikers, <laughs> biker groups, mm-hmm. um, and she met a woman named Sean Dean and her husband, Jerry Dean. Oh, yes. The couple introduced her to Daniel Garrett in 1981. Shortly after their meeting, the two began dating. Carla, 21. Daniel, 35. Okay. I think that was something to be shocking for those. They, they put it in there and they were like, that's kind of shocking. Yeah. Well, well it's, it's like nowadays, everyone's like, age literally doesn't matter. I think back in the 70s, it probably did. Or 80s. It was like, oh, wow, you're dating a much older man. And it's like, uh, now everyone dates older men because uh, they would like some sense of stability and not be dating the fucktard that everyone else is dating <laughs> now or maybe they just fell in love yeah that <laughs> wow <laughs> somebody's pessimistic <laughs> see successful you just accepted all those compliments i gave right successful hunkered down you know knows what they're doing no I or maybe they just fell in love i what am i what am i in trouble <laughs> Around I May 30th, 1983. <laughs> How did I end up in Chubbles? <laughs> Throw your computer out the window. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> oh, no. May 30th, 1983, during a drug session, uh, Carla confided in her friend James Liebrandt that she had the idea of breaking into the Dean's apartment to kill them and steal a motorcycle. The, who's the Dean? That's the last name of the couple that she was friends with. Oh, the Deanses. Deanses. The Deans is all you said. And I was well, like, their last name is Dean. Well, the Deanses. Is... This is Texas. No, you would say the Deanses if their last name was Deans. The Deanses. Shut your shit. <laughs> um, unbeknownst to Jerry and Sean, because huh? I can't say the Deans, um, their apartment keys had gone missing over the cat last couple days. Because Carla had been stealing them. But also, why were you leaving your keys out for people to steal? Well, they were in their house. Oh, that's true. 
My keys are sitting right over there. You could just steal my house key. And I'd be like, wow, it's gone. <laughs> I just got to break <laughs> down that door again. Yeah, going to go in through the back. I have my garage clicker. You're going to break down the door. It was one time that I got locked because so, Savannah locked all the doors, which is good. But like my family has never locked the garage door because no one, if the garage door is shut, the garage door doesn't need to be locked. Uh, so it was one time I got locked in the garage and I was just like, what? <laughs> this sucks. Anyways. <laughs> you can open a garage door. Yeah, I know. it. I That's what I did. Huh. But it was still like, wow, I'm stuck in here. Yep. Yep. Anyways. That's my brand of psycho. Hmm? Lock all the doors and the windows. But I don't think it's psycho. <laughs> I understood why she did it, but I was like, you don't need to lock the garage if the garage door is shut. So we don't do that anymore. Lock the door. Yeah. Um, so on June 13th, after spending the weekend using <gasps> drugs. It's the day after my birthday. Such a, yeah, she murdered for your birthday. That was your present. Mm. I was uh, reincarnated. Uh, she, they were using a, a marijuana. Oh, that really. Not a real drug. Uh, also, I do not think that they were just doing marijuana. If she and was... heroin. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> she was on lots of things. Yeah. And that's just what they, she admitted to. Um, so using drugs with Garrett and her friends, Tucker and Garrett entered Jerry Dean's apartment in Houston, Texas. What does it say? Where in Houston? No, I tried ah, to look it up. I couldn't find damn. it. I even went to the Houston Chronicle and was trying to go back and they were like, we keep records until 1985. I was like, bitch, I need give me two that. years before that. Yeah. Um, at 3 a.m intending to steal a motorcycle that Dean was storing, restoring there. James Liebrandt, a friend... So the motorcycle might not have even been finished yet. They're yes. like, we're going to fucking take it. Hey. So does it even turn on? We don't <laughs> that know. That would be like if I went to Aaron's garage and I was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and take this car. Uh, he has like five cars and four of them don't work. Well, they are <laughs> bikers. So I imagine that he was probably like, look at this cool new motorcycle I got. Yeah, make him happy. Um... So, yeah, James Liebrandt, a friend who went with them to Dean's apartment complex. Wait, what? No, Liebrandt went with them. Yes. Um, Liebrandt reported that he was uh, looking for Dean's El Camino while Tucker and Garrett entered the apartment with a set of keys that Tucker claimed Sean Dean had lost. During the burglary, Tucker and Garrett entered Dean's room, the Dean's the Deans's room. Uh, <laughs> while they're asleep. Bless yes. You. Bless you. Where Tucker sat on him in an effort to protect himself. Bitch, how, how big is Tucker? <laughs> Not that big. She he, is, she's a small lady. And she just sat on them? Mm-hmm. On the man. She, what was she planning on doing? Murder. Oh. Murder. <laughs> um, blue, 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 blue. Uh, Grant Garrett stuck, uh, struck Dean numerous times in the back of the head with a ball-peen hammer that he had found on the floor. After he hitting Dean, Garrett left the room to carry motorcycle parts out of the apartment. Tucker remained in the bedroom. The blows Garrett had dealt Dean caused him to begin making a gurgling sound. Because he's choking on his blood. Mm -hmm. Tucker wanted to, quote, stop him from making that noise. She then picked up a three-foot pickaxe that was laying against the wall. All these tools yeah, in just the room. Sitting by the in the master bedroom or mm -hmm. the bedroom. And began hitting Dean. Garrett then re-entered the room and dealt Dean a final blow in the chest. Garrett Oh shit. <laughs> I 
I scroll too far? Don't do that. Uh, Garrett left the bedroom again to continue loading Dean's motorcycle parts into his Ford Ranchero. Tucker was once again left in the room uh, and only then noticed a woman who had hidden under the bed covers against the wall. The woman, Deborah Ruth Thornton, had argued that her husband argued with her husband that day uh, before she went to a party and ended up spending the night in Dean's bed. So what happened to the Dean's wife? She's not there. Um, Upon discovering Thornton, Tucker grazed her shoulder with the pickaxe. Thornton and Tucker began to struggle, but Garrett returned and separated them. Tucker proceeded to hit Thornton repeatedly with the pickaxe and embedded the axe in her heart. Mm. Tucker would later then tell people and testify that she experienced intense multiple orgasms with each blow of the pickaxe. Bitch, what the fuck? (laughs) I enjoyed being hit so bad. No. What? I I enjoyed killing her so much. Oh, Tucker. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were saying the other girl as she was being... She's got a pickaxe in her heart. How do you think she's talking? I don't fucking know if she ended up surviving somehow. Um, The next morning, one of Dean's coworkers who had been waiting for a ride entered the apartment and discovered the bodies bodies of the victims. Police investigation led to the arrests of Tucker and Garrett five weeks after the killings. Oh, my God. Uh, In September 1983, Tucker and Garrett were indicted for murder and tried separately for the crimes of Tucker, for the crimes. Tucker was charged with the murder of both Dean and Thornton. But after she testified against Garrett at his trial, the charge for the murders of Thornton was dropped. Garrett was not charged with Thornton's death either. Tucker entered a plea of not guilty and was jailed awaiting trial. Wait, so she, they were like, you killed him. And she was like, no, he killed him. And then, so she got away free and then he, well, not free, but like didn't get. Accomplice. Yeah. To murder. And he didn't get charged. No, he got charged with murder of Dean. Oh, I thought you just said that. He didn't get charged with murder of Thornton. Oh. The girl. Even though he was the one who stabbed her, supposedly. Well, he Allegedly. hit her, but she embedded a pickaxe in her heart. Oh. Um. Uh, Tucker entered a plea of not guilty and was jailed awaiting trial. Soon after being imprisoned, Tucker took a Bible from the prison ministry program and read it in her cell. Uh, she later recalled, quote, I don't know if I was reading what I was reading before I knew it. I was in the middle of my cell on the floor on my knees. I was just asking God to forgive me. Unquote. Tucker became a Christian on October 1983. We talked about this during Jeffrey Dahmer and how he became a good holy Christian in his cell. And I hate this. <laughs> it's the same, but worse. Yes. Um, she later married by proxy her prison minister, Reverend Dana Lane Brown. Bitch, what the fuck? In 1995. Dana, a man or a woman? A man. Okay. Held her Christian wedding ceremony inside the prison. Though the death penalty was hardly ever sought for female character or killers, Tucker, along with Garrett, was sentenced to death in late 1984. Texas. Hey. Texas in the 80s. This is like rootin' tootin' Texas. Put them on the chart. Yeah, they're getting put 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 away for... Ever. Putting away for yeah. death. Mm-hmm. Garrett died of liver disease in 1993 while awaiting execution. Tucker shared her death row cell at the Mountain View unit in with Pam Perillo, whose own sentence was eventually commuted. Where's Mountain View? In Texas? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I in, assume near Texas. Huntsville, I oh, think. Okay. Oh, yeah, because Huntsville has the maximum, the 
uh, maximum security prison up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, between 1984 and 1992, requests for a retrial and appeals were denied. But on June 22nd, Tucker requested that her life be spared on the basis that she was under the influence of drugs at the time of the murders. Tucker said that she was now a reformed person and if she had not taken the drugs, the murders would have never been committed. Her plea drew support from abroad and uh, some leaders from American conservatism uh, appealed to her. Among those who appealed to the Texas state uh, on her behalf were, I practiced this, Bakre Wali Nidie of the United Nations Commission uh, the World Council of Churches, Pope John Paul II. The Pope fucking was after her? Mm-hmm. Oh, Italian Lord. Prime Minister Romano Prodi and the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives Newt Gingrich, televangelists Pat Robertson and Ronald Carlson. So basically a bunch of right-wing bitches showed up, uh, besides the Pope, uh, showed up and were like, hey, save this person. Are you fucking kidding? Well, then again, the Pope is against the death penalty. Yeah. So that makes sense. But regardless. <laughs> yep. Um, even the brother of Tucker, uh, Tucker's murder victim, Debbie Thornton. Because uh, typically, I, I have seen that, though. We've seen that before where, like, because when we researched Matthew Shepard, they didn't want the death penalty for everyone because they basically wanted these people to live with, with that. With that pain of, like, you murdered someone. Yeah. You have to live with that. And so, I, I mean what the bible says an eye for an eye makes the world go blind so mm-hmm. a good christian in any sense would say no i don't want the death well i'm not a christian so i'm hammurabi's code eye for an eye <laughs> <laughs> yep get it to me just i want it you kill someone hand. kill him <laughs> there's an episode of portly india where um it's the two women who own women and women oh first my god i love women and women first <laughs> and uh fred armison's character needs a heart transplant because she keeps having heart attacks yeah <laughs> Uh, and they get a heart. They were like, you're you're on the list. We got your heart. Are you ready to have the transplant? And she was like, let me see it first. <laughs> and then she, they they show it to her. She was like, where did it come from? And Is it, it organic? <laughs> no, she looks, looks through the list and they're like, uh, man, 35 years old from uh, Seattle area. She was like, throw it in the trash. <laughs> and he's like, what? Why? She's like, it's a man's heart. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to spend my Saturdays <laughs> watching football and having a beer, okay? And they were like, what? no. Well, she's like, throw it in the trash. It's gone. <laughs> and they're like, well, we'll just give it to somebody else. I, I was on the list, was I not? <laughs> that, so yes. that is technically my heart. So that's technically heart. my heart. And they're like, yeah, it is. And she, they were like, I want you to throw it in the trash. And they throw the heart oh in the trash. God. <laughs> I love that. But that. But that, yes. Very that. Um, so the warden of the Texas Huntsville prison testified that she was a model prisoner and that after 14 years on death row, she had likely been reformed. The board rejected her appeal on January 28th, 1998. Hours before the execution, Texas governor, Texas, George W. Bush refused to give the final 11th hour appeal to block her execution. When was he, he governor? Late nineties. I thought that was Ann Richards. She's the early 90s. Oh. Was that early Ann 90s? Richards? Early to mid 90s. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought she made it to the 2000s, and I guess I was. My didn't she die before the 2000s? Oh, I thought she died in like the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain she was around. She died. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, boop, 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 boop. 
While on death row, uh, Tucker was incarcerated in the Mountain View uh, unit in Gatesville, Georgia, or Gatesville, Texas. Why did I go for Georgia? I don't know where Georgia came from. Uh, we have not said anything about Georgia at all. She was Texas Department of Criminal Justice death row inmate 777. Mm-hmm. Uh, on February 2nd, 1998, state authorities took Tucker from the unit in Gatesville and flew her to the uh, Texas Department of Criminal Justice aircraft, transporting her to Huntsville. For her last meal, she requested a banana, a peach, and a garden salad with ranch dressing. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She selected four people to watch her die, who included her sister, Carrie Weeks, her spouse, Dana Brown, her close friend, Jackie Onkin, and Ronald Carlson the brother of her murder victim. Mm. Um, at one time, Carlson had supported the execution, but after a religious conversion, he decided that he was now opposed to all executions. Oh boy. The witnesses for the murder victims included Thornton's husband, Richard, Thornton's only child, William Joseph Davis, and Thornton's stepdaughter, Katie. Tucker's execution was uh, also witnessed by members of the uh, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Warren, Bad- Warren Badgett, of the uh, prison that she was in uh, and various representatives of the media. Her last words were, quote, yes, sir, I would like to say to all of you, the Thornton family and Jerry Dean's family, that I am so sorry. I hope God will forgive you or or God will give you peace with this. She looked at her husband. Baby, I love you. She looked at Ronald Carlson. To a pastor. The the guy's a pastor. Mm Mm-hmm. She looked at the brother of the murder victim and said, Ron, give Peggy a hug for me. She looked at all present, weeping and smiling. Everyone has been so good to me. I love you all very much. I'm going to be face to face with Jesus now. Warden Badgett, I'd like to thank you all. Thank all of you so much. You've been so good to me. I love all of you very much. We, I will see you when we get there. I will wait for you. Oh, and you love. think that you're going to go to heaven just because you found God in your prison cell? Mm-hmm. Okay. She was executed by lethal injection on February 3rd, 1998, and as the deadly chemicals were being administered, she praised Jesus, licked her lips, looked at the ceiling, and hummed. She was pronounced dead at 6.45 p.m., eight minutes after receiving the injection. She was buried at Forest Park Lawndale Cemetery in Houston, Texas. Uh, she was the first woman to be executed in the state of Texas in 135 years. Mm. When uh, last was Chipita Rodriguez, uh, executed by hanging in 1863 during the Civil War, and the second woman executed in the United States since the reinstatement of capital punishment in 1976. Wow. Wow. But people were, like, fawning over her. Why? Because she was a because girl she Christian found Jesus. woman? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, my mother had this conversation back when I had just come out or before I had come out with uh, one of her very devout Baptist friends um, when she was, because she was like, oh, because for some reason they start talking about religion. You know that my mom and most of my family is not uh, religious. Uh, so the conversation kind of went as follows, like, oh, well, like if someone, if a murder, because basically she, like somehow they got on the topic of like gay people and like gay people are all like sinners and blah, blah, blah. And mom was like, okay, but, like, how do you guys feel about, like, murderers and stuff like that that find Jesus and, like, God? Like, well, if they've repented their sins, then they can go to heaven. She's like, but you're telling me that gay people can't. It's like, yeah, because they're constantly sinning. And she's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you believe in the death penalty? It's been a long COVID, right? 
Yeah, it's been a long COVID. Well, I have not sinned in several months. Okay. <laughs> um, that that's a tough question because I like I told you I'm the Hammurabi's code kind of thing. Also, I have to mention not kind of part of it, but not kind of not at the same time. I love that there's people in Texas that are like pro-life, don't have an abortion, but death, death penalty, penalty, kill everyone. Like, okay, yep. that's not how that works. I think that there are a lot of situations out there, because especially looking like looking through the lens of 2020, that there is systemic racism that has been around for centuries. centuries. And so a lot of people on death row, from what I understand, there's like, I don't quote me on this number, but 90% from what I read in an article last year, 90% of the people on death row are black. So it's like, okay, are you, are, are these people that are on death row on death row appropriately? Or did you just blame a black man for a crime back in the nineties? Cause you could, and now they've been on death row for 20 fucking years and waiting to just die because you guys blame them for something they didn't actually do. So I'm at a weird stand still here because situations like this, where it's like, Hey, you absolutely fucking killed someone. You need to die. In my opinion, I, I understand when, where people are coming from when they say like, Oh, I'd like to see them live out their life with that pain of like knowing that they killed someone, but at the same time it's like, okay, but they killed someone like they don't deserve to be in our society. And at the mm. same time, I also look at the prison system like this. I think the prison system is a huge, massive waste of money mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, because it's like, okay, they get two or three meals a day. You guys are paying shit ton of money for all these guards and you know, all this other stuff like blah, blah, blah for these giant facilities. So it's like, they're just for-profit prisons. They're just massive cash cows. That the are... U.S. is the only place. Well, I'm not sure about that, but the U.S. is very prevalent for for-profit prisons. Exactly. Why are you not focused on like rehabilitation of these people? Like, I understand like there's a special place in hell for uh, pedophiles, rapists, and murderers, but that's a whole different topic than people who have drug offenses. Okay, if they're having drug offenses, rehabilitate them. That's that's a, a thing that you could do. So spend the money on all these people who have these minor marijuana offenses, set them free. That's stupid. But these people who have cocaine, heroin addictions, and all sorts of stuff, those are the people that you need to be rehabilitating and dealt with. It's the rapists and the pedophiles and the, the murderers that you need to figure out what you can do from there. Um, but like I said, Hammurabi's Code, if you can prove without a doubt, without systemic racism, um, that this person killed someone or they plead guilty to it, I'm not certain they should be living anymore. That's just me because you took someone's life that was innocent and didn't deserve to die. And now why are you the one that gets to live? And you get to live in a facility with well, a decent, decent life. You get to watch TV in your cell if you're good. You get to go out and work out every single day. You get to have your recess. You get, I mean, you're living in a school, essentially, but, and I know that it's not like a life to live, but hell, some of these, some homeless people out here on the street who haven't fucking done anything don't get to live that life. So what's, I don't know. I have a, in the United States, the prison system is really fucked up. So I have a lot of feelings about it. So I could go on for a while. But basically, the question that you, you asked was, do you support the death penalty? And I say I will allow it <laughs> for certain cases. So there's that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? You, for someone who is like so like neoliberal and, and, and uh, leftist, it's like, wow, Chris... Allows the death penalty. Like you're so leftist. Yeah, so leftist. So leftist. <laughs> so I crazy. don't believe in the death penalty. Yeah, I know, because you're from Canada, and Can Canadians do not. Believe I that. mean, I well, yes, but my theory is that I don't think that I could. I don't have any right to take away someone's life. 
They took away someone else's life. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have the right to do it. Yeah. They don't either, but that's the choice that they made. So that's why they should die. <laughs> yeah, but I can't say that. If you did that, I couldn't say, yeah, Chris should die. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I disagree with you, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> wow. Anyways. That's well, our spoopy podcast. Woo! <laughs> finish hey, with talking, about, talking about killing people. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> no, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, you just talked about that. Well, as we finish this, I'd like to talk about our sponsor. Would you? <laughs> Tell me about our sponsor. Just because I have it ready to go. I'd like to talk about our sponsor, Economy Works, a freelance talent network that connects professionals with product work. If you're a company that needs writing, help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. Economy Works. Yum. <laughs> um, which goes hand in hand with our sister podcast. Oh my God. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff. stuff. The podcast that uh, talks about this day in gay history. You need oh, yes, to know honey. some stuff about your gay your gay ancestry. Always. Tell me about it. Check it out. That's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at letstalkaboutgaystuff.com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Talk Gay Stuff. Uh, you want to drop them a, drop them a uh, email? Send them an email. Send them an email at letstalkaboutgaystuff at gmail.com. And as always, we support our sister podcast, our Rupee podcast. Is that our sister podcast? Our, our step, daughter podcast? Stepchild, our weird our awkward godchild stepchild. Podcast. Yeah. A, a, a god, a child. A god, a child. <laughs> um, you know, reviewing all of the, the drags for the children. The oh, legendary yes. children only. The legendary children. Um, so ch go check them out, because I hear that they're about to watch the finale of Canada's Drag Race, and um, that should be a raucous episode for everyone that should be a hoot a hoot and a hoot and a holler a holler there mm -hmm. you go that that's crazy crazy great crazy uh, and of course we always appreciate you listening to our spoopy podcast absolutely our spoopy podcast at our spoopy podcast.com our spoopy podcast on instagram our spoopy on twitter and our spoop on facebook you know what i actually really like oh also just, i our like podcast. when you guys send us emails at uh, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I love it. But that. also, I thought it was really funny. I was showering today. I don't know why I think so much in the shower, but I was showering. Because like, you're in there for four hours? Yes. Um, I was like, you know what I just realized? We're on our Rupee podcast, and now our Rupee podcast and our Spoopy podcast have separated, but our Rupee podcast is like spoops, oops, and poops. We still use spoop. <laughs> and I love that. That's a cross reference. It's, it's a callback. Yes, callback to, to a simpler time when we had two podcasts had put together. Intertweened pod. Intertweened. Intertwined. Intertweened. Like DNA. Yeah. There you go. You got the, 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 the double helix. The double helix. That's actually not like a, you know, that's not like something you can just cut right in half and that it, it looks like perfect. It actually like rotates that there's like a, a thicker side and a thinner side. Wow. Um, that's our podcast. <laughs> not, not important. <laughs> so I guess we should tell them all to get, get spoopy with it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, still shit. 